The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown publication, and we are talking Achievement Awards, 2022 Achievement Awards again. For the award for the town of Edisto Beach, we have with us today Mark Aukus, the assistant town administrator in Edisto Beach. Mark, how are you today? I am doing great, Russell. Uh, appreciate it, and I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Edisto Beach won this time in the 1,000 to 5,000 population category. It was one of the population category wins. And uh, so those are based off the 2020 census numbers. And so I called up the 2020 census number for Edisto Beach. It, it was 1,033 people. In 2019, the win, Edisto Beach won in 2019, it was for a water system improvement project. And that was in the 1 to 1,000 range. So this was Edisto Beach's first time in the larger category. It was this time for the town's first master recreation plan. Uh, yes, that's right. And uh, and and going back to 2019, um, our set, so the the 2010 population was 400 something. Uh, I think 450. And since then, since 2020, we more than doubled our population to 1,033. Um, mm-hmm. So. We were very, uh, you know, happy to be in the new category competing. The um, master recreation plan, you know, you see master plans all the time. And I think this may have been my first dive on one specifically for recreation. So can can you tell us about what this plan is, what all is in it? Sure, absolutely. You know, obviously, uh, our, we're the beach, so that's our biggest amenity. But in addition to the beach, we've got three parks. We've got miles of bike paths, mm-hmm. uh, and we have space for a potential new park in the future. Um, and so, really, what what the charge was to the vendor was to look at all of our different recreational and trail components and to assess them to, to sort of see where we're at. They created some benchmarks for us by taking our population and our tourist population and comparing us to, to other benchmarks, to other towns. And they showed us kind of where we're at and, and where we can be. And they provided, after taking a lot of input from our citizens and our staff and council, they, they worked up a list of recommendations on things that we can um, that we can improve and and things that we're doing well. So that that's kind of where this started, and and I guess kind of the reason that that we looked to do this plan was, and you already touched on it, was our our population growth. We've just year over year we've got more permanent population, but we're also just getting more and more visitors. So our Council wanted to invest and, and sort of reinvest in our parks and our trails uh, to mm-hmm. make sure that we're offering, uh, you know, as many inappropriate amenities as possible to all these people that are coming to our, to the beach. Mm-hmm. So I think from from there, it would be interesting to talk about how the plan 
development was was funded and i i know this this came up in the award presentation when you guys presented back in the spring the procurement process for the video yes sure um so this was funded largely in part by a PARD grant parks and recreation development uh, fund which is through the state's prt mm -hmm. The state uh, appropriates money each year to all the different counties through bingo tax dollars. And we decided to, to go after that grant funding for a planning grant um, for master recreation plans. And we were fortunate enough to get awarded. Um, and that was 80, they paid for 80% of the cost on that. Mm -hmm. So once we did that, we we knew from the get-go that we wanted to have as much citizen involvement as possible. So we created a selection committee and we took representatives from the community who had an interest in recreation to serve on that committee. And then we issued a request for qualifications and we've got at least 10 different, you know, vendors that came in and did, you know, went, we went through the normal RFQ selection process and, uh, settled on and settled on one, so that that's kind of how we how we went went at that. I, I imagine the citizen engagement continues through a process of charrettes, that sort of thing. From there, right? Yes, the citizens that were involved in the selection committee, some of them stayed on as kind of like an advisory committee or an advisory mm -hmm. capacity, and we did a whole host of public engagement throughout the process. This was right during COVID. Um, so the project was kind of extended for, for longer than it was supposed to. And we had to get creative. So we did, you know, a lot of virtual options. You know, we did open houses, we did workshops, focus groups. And what we did to kind of do the virtual is we did surveys, which is not uncommon, but they, our, our vendor offered a wiki maps tool where people can go in on a map and kind of pinpoint different areas on the island, different parts of the park or trails or streets or whatever, and go in and, and make actual comments. So it's a, kind of an interactive tool that we were able to use. And that got a lot of, a lot of use and a lot of support mm -hmm. um, from, from folks in a virtual, virtual capacity. You know, you mentioned that the, project considered benchmark towns were they all beach towns of a similar population i'm not exactly sure which all they used um, i think it may have been more on a national scale mm -hmm. but what we found was that during the off season you know when we've got a lot less population we we were on track mm -hmm. um, but during the summer season we, you know, based on our, our population fluctuation mm -hmm. in the summer, you know, to be consistent with Benchmark, they told us we needed 20 some odd parks and we've got three. So the math didn't really work out, but also we have a beach and that's one big part. So we kind of had to tweak the, 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 the benchmarks they came back with to, to fit our, our certain, you know, population and environment. I would be fascinated to know where you would fit 20 parks in Edisto Beach. That would be something. <laughs> right. Well, it's the beach. That's that's kind of what I reason. That's, yeah. that's worth at least 20 parks right there. <laughs> 
So for all of the projects and priorities that were named in the plan, what of those have seen some action so far? Yeah, good question. Um, we, we've got two big projects that we're working on, and they're both grant-funded. Um, one is is through the state, again, through their Recreational Trails Program. And that's for a, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we've got miles of various bike paths and trails. And what we did was we created a trailhead, um, which is we were going to use an existing parking lot. And we were going to put up a like a map kiosk. And then across the street, is one of our existing parks and we're going to build a bathroom over there so we're going to create a town-wide trailhead that's going to mm-hmm. have a bathroom facilities they'll ha- it'll have uh, bike stands a bike repair kit uh, or bike repair stand uh, mm-hmm. water fountain and so that has been approved and we are working on that one and then secondly we've been conditionally awarded this but not finalized the a grant through the Land Water Conservation Fund, which is funneled through the state down from the National Park Service, and that's to repave uh, an existing bike path that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two big projects that we're working on, and and we're happy to have been awarded both of those projects, and mm-hmm. in a, a large part. Uh, of the of being awarded, what made us very competitive was having this recreation plan and having the citizen engagement and the the citizen buy-in made us a lot more competitive. So it certainly sounds like the existence of the formalized and meticulously developed plan is opening doors that wouldn't necessarily be open otherwise. Yeah, absolutely, and. Because, you know, like I said, the, that, that plan is adopted by council and it's got buy-in. It's got buy-in from citizens that have an, int- that have an actual interest in recreation. So they want to see these projects happen. And, and that's what these, you know, granting agencies are looking for. Or that's part of what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, so past that, past what's happening right now, what is possibly coming down the pipe in the future for for plan recommendations? Sure. It, and to to that point, I think you mentioned earlier. You know, a lot of a lot of governments obviously have master plans and for for various different components of their town. And and our number one goal is to keep it off the shelf and mm-hmm. keep it engaged and. We took this this plan to our council, our annual council retreat, and mm-hmm. had them kind of go through and come up with their own recommendation or their own priorities from our given recommendations. And ca- our council is committed to reviewing this plan annually and to reprioritize the recommendations on here. So some some of the things that are in this plan is we've got 38 beach access points. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure we want to kind of clean those up a little bit. We want to delineate parking and we're working on some wayfinding signage throughout the town. We've, uh, that's a project we've already started and we want to continue to that, continue that effort. And to that point, one thing that we're doing is we we're kind of branding our signs so that they're all looking consistent We've got a large public dock that 
we are having surveyed and engineered to tell us kind of what the condition of it is. And they need some improvements in the future. And we've identified some some grant money to potentially use for that. That's something that was in the recreation plan as well. And beyond that, you know, there's I, there's a whole long list. Um, and, you know, that this goes out for 10 plus years. So it's things are going to change. And I think the big part is to to bring this back to council every year to to keep this fresh in their mind and mm-hmm. and keep keep staff on point on what they and and the citizens want to see happen. Keep it off the shelf. I like it because that is always the concern with any plan that gets developed. <laughs> and as, as as long as there's grant money out there, you know, because obviously funding is a big part of it. it. It's it's identifying the funding and then it's just you know, keeping it off the shelf is just doing, it's making the things happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's making time to manage the, the different projects, which is hard on anybody's busy schedule, but having the grant money makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is the question that I pose to everyone with the Achievement Awards. What could you say that other cities and towns could learn from what Edisto Beach has done in this case. And some of it, I'm sure, is what we've already talked about, that funding opportunities can go so much better with with a plan in place. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, the funding opportunities start with relationships and it's it's knowing, uh, you know, it's, it's knowing these people, it's reaching out to the in our example the county legislative delegation and engaging them as well as your Mm -hmm. citizens which is the other part that i would recommend to other towns is it's starting the engagement process as early as possible to have them on board um and to be part of the the whole process Mm -hmm. uh, and to have them in line with with what council and what what staff are want and, and we're lucky because we're talking about recreation and uh and parks and things like that which is not as controversial <laughs> as some other things so it's a it's a relatively easier to create buy-in with when you're talking about fun things like parks mm-hmm. so that worked to our advantage as well and everybody wants parks especially <laughs> you know at the beach which is already a place for recreation that's right So for anyone listening to this podcast who would be interested in um, looking at the plan, where on the Edisto Beach uh, website should they go to for it? Good question. It's under our projects tab. If you go to our projects, we have all all the different projects we're working on. And one of them should be called the Master Recreation Plan. So we've got the townwide trailhead and bathroom project. We've got the recreation master plan project. If you go to departments under administration, it's listed under there as well. Okay. Boy, this this projects tab runs three pages of projects. Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we try to keep the citizens informed of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. 
So that is that is one place you can learn more about this project in particular um, for the people listening to learn more about the Achievement Awards, possibly brainstorm for any submissions you want to make for the 2023 round of awards. Um, you can go to the Municipal Association's website, www.masc.sc, um, search for Achievement Awards that way. There is a video describing this one. Mark is in this video. It's a good video. <laughs> um, any final thoughts while we're talking about this? No, I think we covered it all. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk on the topic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.